Time to show and tell now, shall we? What is good, beautiful people of the world? I am Creator K, and welcome to episode 13 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-monthly show where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. And yes, if you did not catch that the first time, this is now a bi-monthly show. One more time for the people in the back. We're doing two shows a month now, dropping on the first and third Tuesdays of each month, meaning since this episode is out on the 3rd of September, the next one will be out 14 days from then, which is the 17th. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, in this episode, I am joined by very talented musician Chuck Sutton to mark this new era of show and tell, this massive moment in history where we do two episodes a month and not anything else different. We've got a new theme song. If you have ears, you already knew that. If you're listening to this without sound, that's weird. So a big shout out to the homie William Crooks for creating the official theme for the show, Much Love. So anyway, let me give you a little lowdown of what you're about to hear, and hopefully it'll entice you to keep listening, or maybe you'll hear it and be like, fuck this episode and turn it off. I don't know. In part one of this episode, Chuck talks about his journey towards pursuing music full time, what he learned from his time in college, and what it's like having a parent who is also an artist. In part two, Chuck explains why a simple Polaroid photo means so much to him, and why the little things in life are important to be aware of and appreciated. With that said, it's time for show and tell. Welcome to episode 13 of the Show and Tell podcast. It is a lovely day because I am joined by my guest, musical artist, producer, singer, vocal chopper, showstopper, pop and locker, hey. Chuck Sutton. Hey. I sing I sing my guest now. Oh, beautiful. How did I do? Yeah. Because you're the great. guinea pig. This is episode 13. Yeah. So I'm turning over a new leaf and I decided, what can I do to make the show better? And I was like, let's just sing the guest's name, make them feel... Yeah, that was. I believe yeah. that was GFG, if I, if my ears are called correctly. <laughs> oh, da, da, da. I okay. thought it was an acronym. I was like, no. I was ask. Oh, I, uh, but I understand no, the, GFG. The, the notes. Yeah. Also, if you're hearing some giggling in the background, Peter Cooley is in the studio. Hey. He hasn't left since last episode. He's, he's gonna have to. It's been a month. He's gonna I, have I, to. I, 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 I helped with the move. Yeah, yeah. he helped me with yeah. the move, and I won't let him leave. So for this episode, he's gonna have to Peter cool it down. Okay. Yeah. It's going to have to be too quiet. <laughs> so, Chuck, how are you? Welcome to Boston. Yeah, yeah. You've been here before. Yeah, once, like, checking out Berkeley, but, um, yeah, it's it's really nice. It's, um, I'd say, like, where I'm from, it's a pretty calm environment, and uh, I typically notice when I shift environments to another place, because it just feels different, but, like, it kind of took me... 20 minutes of us talking out of, you know, the subway system to be like, oh, I'm in a completely different state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty nice place over here. Cool. Yeah, and you were here to play a show, which yes. we mentioned on the last episode, it's Delete Boston. Delete Peter Boston. is also playing in it, so mm-hmm. you're here to play. First time playing in Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's first time playing. Sick. I'm excited. So, why don't you tell the people who don't know who you are or what you do, who you are and what you do? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, my name is Chuck Sutton. As of now, I'm 20 years old. I produce music. I'd say it started off with electronic and I've been introducing all of the inspirations I've been getting along the way. So I started off making music because I was into dubstep, but then I started learning more about, you know, I guess like whatever the selection side of things offered in terms of like chill hip hop energy, jazz, any kind of like soul stuff. And so my stuff has been evolving into a combination of like electronic, trap, hip-hop, jazz, it kind of just finds its own way to things. I kind of try to think of each song as its own conceptual energy rather than like a genre so that it can just 
be approached without me expecting it to be something. So that's that's right. kind of what I, I do. Cool. So I like to do this with any guest I have on that makes music. Do yeah. you mind if we play a couple snippets from tracks of yours? So yeah, we can get of a little course, taste? of course. All right, so I will go first and I'll pick one of my favorite tracks of yours and we can play like 30 to 40 seconds. I'll okay. play Hot Tea Handshake. Whoa, which appreciate is, that. Yeah, that's, I just love it. Let's get yeah. into that and we'll, we'll see you on the other side. So that is one of your more recent tracks, one of the, the newer tracks that has come out within the last yeah six months. I don't know time. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I really, I don't know. I just really enjoy. It. It's I really just, appreciate it's boppy. That's yeah, like that. I just yeah. love the percussion. Yeah, that appreciate that. So if um if someone were to come up to you and ask what kind of music you make, and you had to give them a song that kind of well, I mean, play whatever <laughs> play whatever you want, but yeah. like what do you want to play for the audience so they can kind of get accustomed to your music? Uh, I feel like. Whenever I run into other artists and you ask them uh, how they could get into that artist, they'll mention they have one song that's popular, but then they have this obscure song that really represents mm -hmm. them. I'm fortunate enough that Sidewalk is like the song I choose to represent myself in this moment of time. Um, it's also, if you're not familiar with the song, it's also known as Chuck's theme. That's what I put in parentheses. It pretty much encapsulates like if someone needs to get me in two minutes and whatever seconds, like that's, that's what it is. Six, so let's run that. Take it for a ride on the sidewalk. Don't know how to tie, just to tie a tie. Take it for a sight on the mercy. Don't know how to tie, just to pop a juice. On the sidewalk. Don't know how to tie, just to tie a tie. Take it for a sight on the mercy. Don't know how to tie, just to pop a juice. track from, from Chucky Boy. Uh, so is that a song that you would like, does that play when you walk down the street? <sighs> okay. Do you not exist if that song is not playing? You know, um, it doesn't pop into my head when I'm on the sidewalk, but it pops into my head in terms of like totally shaped the way I think about music, mm -hmm. that like one moment. And I think a lot of the music I make now stems from just like taking this idea that stem from pure creativity and then like giving it its own grieving giving it its like own home yeah, yeah that's pretty dope so i'm curious to know about you more as an artist because i feel yeah. like i've only known about your music and you for probably less than a year maybe yeah you know once 
I kind of became. I know. Well, that doesn't that's mean I have fine. a list of stuff that's old. Yeah, no, 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 no. Shut up, Peter. All right. <laughs> Peter quit it. <laughs> Peter cool. Peter quitty. Um, quitty. No, I mean, I, I obviously, you know, the internet holds stuff. So like your old songs are still on. Yeah. Stuff. So I've listened to it, but I, but I uh, I haven't been as immersed as uh, I am now for like the. That's a weird way to phrase it, but you know. No, you I, know told, what I totally I totally get you. Like, like once I became friends with like Will. Yeah, you just hear about and, mutuals. Right. You hear some songs here and there, and you're like, okay, this is that's yeah. right. So where are you at with your music right now? Is it a full time thing that you're that yeah. you're pursuing? Yeah, it's a full time thing. Um, yeah, I uh, am not with a job right now. I'm taking a break from academics, and for any of you listening out there who's been thinking about leaving something like a school setting or a job for music, the only reason I did is because, like, I'm fortunate enough to have um, a manager who, like, I was friends first before he was managing me, but he has some pretty, like, grounded connects in the industry, and then I have... Uh, a publishing group that reached out to me recently and like these aren't I'm not trying to flex on anyone like these are these are just um, tools that you have to like apply towards the bigger picture so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still grinding my ass off right now but um, if I didn't have those things I definitely would be like in school right now I think some people are so eager to leave a place to then focus all the energy on something but I feel like it's best to when you like you can see that the ball is rolling because it's like I, I say like when it came to high school, I was literally walking up the stairs to my next class, producing an Ableton with the laptop, and like kids would see me with my headphones and that. So it's like, it didn't just start as like one month I got inspired and it was like I just need to drop everything and focus on the. It was like doing that for years while also juggling things. Like I had a job at some point for like half a year. I had extracurriculars. I help out a lot at home. Had high school and like, just was so fortunate to be networking online. And building connections going to south by southwest that's where i met my manager and so all of those things contributed to me being in a scenario in which it was plausible to like leave that kind of thing right. but so you kind of cultivated the opportunity and then yeah saw the opportunity rather than making an impulsive right decision yeah yeah and like is, I, a lot of people make that mistake right right and and even though you know the average person hears something like a publishing group or a manager and they go whoa you got those or like yo you're on a label I mean, I'm not on the label, but I'm just saying like that, that kind of thing. But it, nothing's, nothing's guaranteed even because, I mean, I, I think that's evident in when there's artists that are huge for like six years and then we don't hear from them again. Like mm -hmm. nothing's ever guaranteed. And so there's definitely still a lot of grunt work I have to do on my end. But it's definitely it was a cultivated opportunity that like I really wasn't trying to detach myself because like I love the school I was going to. So you did love school because I was curious to know if, if there was anything oh about school that school might have school helped me to, right. to to make that decision. The the kids in the program helped me build myself as a person and as an artist. The faculty just like beyond words, really nice, um, and and very hands on. Like if you if if you had the drive to go to them, they would give you the same energy back. It wasn't like school wasn't working for me and I was like, I need to leave this. And it was like school was working so well that it was like, unfortunately, the field I'm in puts a little bit of pressure in like the 20 to 25 range. And like people can totally make it. I know people that are like 28, 29 that are killing it right now right. that at my age were still, you know, trying try, trying to get where they, where they are now and they're doing beautifully. So, yeah, it was just all a matter of um, understanding that there's a little bit of a time sensitive opportunity that I can kind of like leverage School definitely isn't out of the picture. I love the experience. It's only right. because it was like, 
if, if I divide my attention now and I'm pulling myself towards two different things, then what am I putting 100% yeah. towards? Kind of right. Because I'm, I'm not the type of person who is willing to be like a D student and then have like cool music. It's like, yeah. I, I was trying. I was right. like really trying. So Right. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that you look at it that way because I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I assume that a lot of people are raised where it, you live your life very systematically. You grow yeah. up, you go to school, and then... You go to college after high school. That is the opportunity for you to go to college. Mm. Like that's when you have to do it. Yeah. But, but I mean, like I had so, a, I had a dude in my public speaking class that was like forty. You know, you can go yeah, back to school yeah, yeah. at any totally. time. Totally. And the thing I'll add too is, um, I was, <laughs> Umru makes fun of me all the time for saying this. I was on two gap years. He he makes fun of me because it's like I talked about it so much that it was like, hi, I'm Chuck. I had two gap. Did you know that I was on two gap years? So um, I graduated, waited a year before applying. Mm-hmm. And as soon as school was over and I wasn't in college, it really hit me that like all I was doing was literally producing music. And as soon as that stopped, my whole day stopped and the world stopped. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not making progress on music, but I can go and do some homework or like at least I'll see my friends next week. It was like nothing. It was right. like that that summer haze kids get where like, I don't know what day it is, but like all the time because yeah. that was actually life they're experiencing. So basically that got my cogs turning of like, okay, I need to have a little bit more. At the time I didn't have the word branding, but it was stuff where I was like doing live streams on Facebook, checking mm-hmm. out other people's music. And in the way that I could give them feedback, it would also get my name out there. And last year I started up some YouTube videos, which I'm trying to start back again. It's just been putting a lot of effort towards the new music I'm, I'm working on. And so after that first gap year, I applied to the school I got in and then I deferred for a year because I felt like the ball was getting there, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't to a place where I felt if I went to school, things would kind of just reset. So after that, I just kept that same attitude going where it's like I kept working on more music and, and evolving in other ways and trying to become more of an online presence, which I love interacting with people, but I'm not a big fan of social media. So sometimes it's a little difficult for me to be online, but for the sake of knowing that there's people out there that like I can have fun conversations with and like share music and, mm. and like that that's what I love about social media so it was a matter of just like upping that presence and then yeah and then I went to school and I think that also gave me an upper hand so it was kind of weird it I wouldn't say it was weird being two years older than like the average age because mm. a lot of people I surrounded myself with were mature enough and like I can be immature enough that there was <laughs> you know an equilibrium but it gave me the perspective of like, it's not just going from high school to college and these are your classes and they're going to hand you the resources that you need. Uh, it was really like sitting for two years in like a pile of nothing of time and understanding that time was what I made of it definitely influenced how positive of an experience I got out of college. I don't think I would have been able to be so straightforward networking with, with the faculty and making so many friends if I didn't realize that like when I was sitting around I had none of those friends. I had no one uh, in person as much to talk about. I had a, a lot of online friends, but and then I didn't. I didn't have those resources that I knew. Had I did have, I could be accelerating. And so I, I made sure it wasn't like you know just getting up, going to another class. It was trying mm-hmm. to see if I could get some good information out the teacher or show them my my work and and see what we could talk about. So like, there's this one teacher I really love. Shout out Ryan Schwab. The first day of class, he was asking everyone, like, where they're from, like, what kind of instrument they played. 
And so I decided to say that I played the talk box because that's like not an instrument people normally right. play. And I knew in my head it's connected to when I do live shows and sometimes I throw it into my music. So when he said that, he's like, oh yeah, you should show me like some music sometime. And so that was like my window of like, you know, I wasn't just like, yo, I make really cool electronic music or like, yo, I make like so-and-so. It was just a matter of like, not gimmicks, but just like what are the interesting surface value points that can attract someone into finding out more about me was kind of the thing. I mean, I uh, I know pe people have their opinions about going to school and like if college is worth it and whatnot, but disregarding like the, edu the education system, I I'm a full proponent of going to school for those reasons mm -hmm. where you get to be in a an environment where you can like meet new people like, and yeah, be and kind of create because I mean that's where it, it's a cliche that they tell you before you go to school like you that's where you're gonna meet your best friends it's true like my it's best friends true. I met in college and I was yeah because I was in that environment where I could kind of like I was almost like forced you're you're you know if you live in a dorm you're forced to like communicate with people and interact yeah. so you kind of meet people in that way no totally and then, and then same thing with the professors that's what I miss most about school was being in that environment of learning because there's once you graduate or once you stop going to school you're not really you can take classes and all of that but you're ne you're never really in that environment again where yeah. you're like like getting information your age and from like, someone who like from from my experience all of my professors were like super passionate about teaching and that's what i really yeah, liked about same. that so it's oh. like being able to yeah 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 i i, my, my, I said oh because uh <laughs> my teachers I would say we're passionate about the fields that we were all passionate about. Okay. It was what was interesting is sometimes the professors would zip in and out because they were dealing with so many actual music industry things mm -hmm. that it was like, but I found that to be kind of a perk in itself. Right. I mean, I think there's a trade off of like, if you have someone who's active in a field, you're going to have way more accurate feedback and connections, but they might not be around as often. And then if you have people that are solidified teachers, ed like educators for the subject, mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot of information to work with, but you might not get yeah, the course. most real time information. No, no, yeah, that's a good point. Especially, you know, if you have like large class sizes, it, it gets a little tough to yeah. get the same love, but um, for sure. But yeah, no, I, I just had to reminisce on college for a little, I'm, uh, I miss it. Yeah. But it was good times, it was good times. <laughs> So you mentioned um, a couple minutes ago about how you're, you know, you were working on making yourself essentially just more well-rounded artist, yeah. more well-rounded entertainer. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that you did, I don't know if you still do it, were the live critiques. Yeah. Do you still do those? I haven't only because, um, one, I went through a period of time where I really felt stuck at home and sometimes I literally just like don't move out of my bed and so I'd be on like my little computer cannot handle the CPU of being on a voice call with people and also being on Google Chrome and then also having um, OBS the software to go live right. running and then sitting there for hours I love the actual aspect of listening to people's music I think it was all the technological boundaries like yeah. if all my friends were there in person and it was like an air-conditioned room on the West Coast then like maybe I'd be able to sit there every day for like three to four hours and like do that but it was just the conditions that it was like, yeah, my little crappy computer running the whole show and then like being hot in like the basement and just sitting there and like, I was attentive for all of it, but, um, and met some amazing people because of it. I think when I get a little more situated as an artist, that's definitely coming back because people DM me all the time asking for feedback and they don't expect me to send back paragraphs, which is yeah. like what I do every time. Um, so yeah. 
You are not the only creative person in your family. Nope. Your mother mm-hmm. is an artist as well. Yes. So I, I and I know that because um, you posted on Twitter one of your fits, and she designed the clothes, which looked yes. fly as hell. Yeah. By the way, and she also or you used one of her art pieces as some cover artwork. Yeah. Yeah. On your tracks. So tell me more about. Yeah. You know, what, having having a parent who is also a creative. Best. What's that like? Best thing in the world. She's so supportive. She gets it. Right. Um, any decisions that in my mind I'm like a parent wouldn't understand because she's also an independent artist. She's been doing designs way before since I was born when it comes to she used to like hand put them on t shirts and they're a little bit more like Afro esque mm-hmm. and she's kept that that energy in her art, but it's more so become these like really nice like patterns that you know, through sites like Shopify she'll put on like and like certain things we have like rugs in the house that are like her design and pillows and shower curtains and all basically i try to make sure all the shirts and shoes i wear are like hers and she's um, like epitomizing lifestyle it yeah. sounds like she's just styling li- her yeah life, literally lifestyle sick like, um, that's sick something i'm definitely gonna like talk about later on social media is um i should be self-releasing an album pretty soon for every track we're gonna get a Pat Sutton design shirt that uh, is just the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And so if someone likes the song, it'll also like the design's gonna be incorporated into the visuals and stuff, and so it'll just be like you can you can literally wear the song that that, that you were fucking with. I've never heard that before and that like that's an original ass idea. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. You know, when you're self-releasing, you gotta think of like some shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, people are really like stepping up the game with, yeah. with how they're releasing things and the and I, th- the, I uh, think I think there's, like, this fine line between gimmick and, like, cool idea. Mm -hmm. And I think what I really wanted to avoid, so, like, my name's not going to be plastered on it. The title of the song's not going to be plastered. Because I feel like... Your face is going to be full. (laughs) Torso, right? No. No. I'm not going to buy any of those. Oh, my gosh. Um, The thing for me is, I feel like you have to be... um, And this isn't bad. You're just in a certain mood to wear a certain artist shirt. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you have to be in a certain vibe to rep an artist you know if, if you're if you listen to an artist that's kind of obscure you might not wear it to like a first date because it's like you don't want that to be a talking point you want to wear something quote-unquote normal and so like you've been in a like a busy music venue and you've like tried to leave it's the most hectic thing ever people have been leaving they'll go hey i like your shirt and i go thanks my mom designed it and then they'll stop walk over and get her instagram and i'm like oh okay like that was <laughs> that was really grabbing so i'm asking her to make her designs like represent the song but just look like hers so that you can just wear it like as a shirt it'll be connected the only connection will be you'll know that the design is from the song Mm -hmm. Uh, because also sometimes people get a little awkward about shirts where there's so much context that it's like hey what's that shirt about oh yeah i was like helping out this organization and like they're doing this and like i was yeah, yeah so it's like oh yeah this artist i listened to um, this is the visuals for like one of the songs his mom made the shirt and it's just like it's it yeah. but it's also just like oh nice and it's just yeah. like a, a little moment so that's really cool yeah I'm really yeah. excited about that it, in terms of creative releases I, I have to give a shout out to Caravello or Caravello I, I think it's Caravello but he's a mm-hmm. he's a music producer and he came out with a, an album or slash beat tape that is on Spotify it's called The Cookbook Volume 1 and each song is named after a dish and if you were to buy the cassette, it comes with a recipe book on how Whoa. to make each dish. 
So that's that, hard. That, 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 that triggered in my in my memory because yeah. I thought that was really cool too and clever. I wonder if I could partner with Tooth Tunes. What's what's <laughs> what's Tooth Tunes? Do you remember the toothbrushes where you brush oh, and then it yeah. plays a song into I never your had skull? One, but yeah. I I had one and I was I was so happy. I used it like twice and then my little brother was really really young at the time. He um Just give me a second. Um he crapped everywhere in my mom's bathroom and used my tooth tunes to try to clean it up. He was really young. <laughs> um and so I could not use that tooth tunes anymore. I never got another one. Oh man. Shout out to Wesley. I love my little brother so much. He's like yeah. we're we're super close. Um what tune did you have? I want to say it was a Kiss song. I think it was like, I want to rock and roll yeah. all night and bad. party every day. I wanted yeah. to rock and roll all night, party every day, and, and then I come home teeth. to shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had all-star. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash Mouth? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Whoa. Two yeah, yeah. wow. tunes come in clutch. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah. One day in the future, we should be able to, um, like, crunchy candy is going to vibrate your mouth. What if they, like, curated a candy that when you bit into it, it, like, vibrated a song into your skull or something? Kind of like Pop Rocks, but, yeah. like... Like a music. Pez dispenser, yeah. but it was, like, all the Old Town Road remixes. <laughs> and you could just, like, have... Depending on what year that comes out in, it might not be a Pez dispenser big enough. <laughs> a lot of remixes. Too many remixes. Yeah. Just like grinding in your left molars, the like the the, the remix with um, Billy Ray Cyrus, but then also yeah. having like the Mason Ramsey one in your right molar, be an experience. That's amazing. So, um, back to you and your mom. What what's it like when you guys connect on the creative process? How is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just hearing. So back to you and your mom. It's just like so. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I yeah. didn't know how else to get back to it. But. It was really fun. <laughs> she's never, um, she's never done something like this, and I've never done something like this. So it's just like. Is it like working with any other artist? I mean, obviously somewhat, there's another layer to um, it. But. You know, the biggest, the biggest. I I constantly focus on all of my weaknesses. I always tell people I'm kind of like, well, I'm right-handed, so it's like I'm living life like left-handed all the time. It's like I'm always trying to like focus on on what do I need to work on and. As an artist, it's really hard for me to work on collaborations with other producers or like just other artists because the more specific-minded someone is, the more expectation expectations they'll set for like how something is supposed to sound or be or feel. Uh, which is why you have a lot of artists who can get into a studio and like not really mesh on an idea. They might they might mesh as people, but they might not mesh on the idea because one person thinks, "Okay, I'm used to my stuff sounding this way. Oh, I don't know if I choose that note. Right. Actually, let me let me try to make that a little louder." So stuff like that. And then nothing um, ever gets done. Yeah. And so compromise is something I've been trying to work on. And what's really cool is like sitting down with my mom, having her come up with an idea. And it's like not exactly what I envisioned in the first place, but I don't go, let's do my thing. I'm like, okay. And like, how would you feel about this suggestion? And then we try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I'm not fighting for it or seeing if we can. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, designs was created because um, she had this one. I mean, you'll, you'll see it later, but... She had this one pattern that was like a bunch of little like pointillated dots on the shirt in these like two uh, different hues. Like on one side it was like blue and the other side was like purple or something. And we kept trying to mess with the background. Something wasn't clicking. And then she accidentally hit the group command on the computer and all the dots merged in the middle in this really nice like stylized line. And I was like, wait a second, 
can we can we keep this? And now like mm-hmm. we have this really dope design that happened because we were up in the air so long that like something clicked and it was a complete accident. But because we lifted it, we because we didn't have expectations for what was supposed to happen, we latched onto the idea as it presented itself to us. And that's how I've been trying to maneuver everything. Mm-hmm. So it should be us for there for a couple hours, tweak the idea both agreeing that we don't feel right about it and just trying different things. Sometimes I'd suggest something and she'd do it. Sometimes she'd suggest something and, and then try it out. And and so far, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's been a good process. Are there any qualities that she has as an artist that have rubbed off on you that, you, that you've noticed, at least? I think... Or any maybe, like, ten, tendencies that yeah, she has? Yeah, you know, I would like to say that... Um, I'm going to bring it back to when I first started making music. Something that really inspired me is, like, the first song I made in Ableton was this like really crappy dubstep song all like presets so like I didn't I didn't try to control any of the sounds they were just all of the things I found in the program and just laid them down it was all right there's this kid at school I don't talk to him anymore, but like shout out to Sam Painter um I remember so many people from these little moments but we we're sitting in like science class and he definitely just like you could see as the type of kid who did not listen to electronic music and this was also back in like around 2014, 2013. I don't know why, either he noticed I was working on music or I just like went up to him and was like, hey, I have a song, could you listen to it? And he was like, I don't normally listen to dubstep, but I like this. And that feeling of like, someone outside of this thought process for a pretty niche genre liked what I did, even though this is like my first attempt. And so I think, in the way that my mom's stuff is so eye-catching the way where it's like, you can't, pinpoint a specific occasion for where you'd wear this but it'd be fun to just wear and it had my mom's shirts have a lot of personality but they don't stop me from feeling like my own person in them i think sometimes people dress so trendy that it's almost like their presentation is their personality trait yeah and so it's like when i wear my mom's shoes and my mom's shirt i still feel like me and i could i could pass someone in the street wearing the same shirt and not feel like them and that's that's Mm. what really sticks out to me and so I'm hoping that my music has enough of my personality and character in a way that still allows the person listening to have their own emotion, their own, their own bonding experience with mm-hmm. the song. There are some songs that I wrote really, I was personally sad, but they sound happy as hell. Right. Like, I, like working on music can be like a crazy sensory diary where it's like, there's this one song, um, have you ever heard this remix I did for Ahiorabo called Me Not You? Yes, that's in that's in the Spotify playlist on Show and Tell, the main one. I was like a week into a pretty big breakup. It was pretty dark and like raining when I made that song, yeah. and I feel like it's really happy and bubbly. Yeah, and I yeah, still yeah. I don't I don't like you know turn it on to like cry, but I whenever I think about some, like the chords in the middle sound super sad to me, and they sound very um, they feel very goodbye ish. Mm-hmm. But if you have no context of that, they sound really fluffy and like cute. Yeah, I mean, that's how I was listening to Yeah, it, and so like, the... yeah, if you ever, uh, it's called Me Not You. Um, it's on, yeah, it's on Spotify. It's also on my SoundCloud. If you listen to the middle of the chords, it normally just sounds happy. But if you like keep in mind this like somber, just having to get over something, I don't know. To me, it feels emotional. It might not, and like, it wouldn't bother me if it didn't sound, if you checked and you're like, I still feel it be happy because that the song is itself you know what i mean so but um you're about to ruin the song for some people (laughs) (laughs) like jpeg mafia you're disappointing oh my gosh yeah (laughs) oh he's so disappointing i love it (laughs) but yeah i uh i think 
having a, a parent or just, you know, like a, a relative who is also a creative is a blessing because my dad does photography. Oh, wow. but, what, but what's crazy is that he picked it up after I kind of got into what I do. Really? Yeah. So he's retired now, but he, he started photography before he retired. But um, I just I just remember there being a point where he was just looking up all these cameras and then like he was getting my input on what camera to buy or just, you know, terminology within right. photography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the blink of an eye. He has like six cameras, knows way more than me about Whoa. like a bunch of different things within photography because that's the way that he operates. He fully immerses himself and like will do research and like he's always reading books, but also, yeah. you know, like reading for research purposes. So, um, so I, so I, 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 I know where you're coming from because totally my dad uh, also does creative things. I, I'm not, my, I know my mom's going to like after she listens to this and be like well I do creative things too she does but just the fact that I mentioned my dad I have to mention my mom now of course of course um because she because she she's very music my whole family's musical you know she nice. she uh she's a, she just retired too actually but she was a preschool teacher and she would like play music for the kids and um she was a ballet dancer so like she was a very expressive person but um, yeah. I just immediately thought of my dad too because yeah. I feel like we've kind of we've never collaborated on any project before um actually no that's not true i just remembered there's like a, a photo on my instagram an edit that i did of my niece he took the picture i did the edit um but yeah just having that kind of connection and just being able to like fire ideas back and forth and knowing exactly who you're talking to because there's times when you are talking to other artists who you might not know that well and there's yeah. just there's kind of like that i don't know if it's a barrier i don't know if i would call it that but with a with a parent like they are literally you're an extension of them so it's yeah. like it's like there's there's no holds barred. Right. Yeah. And, you know, with that, I'm going to shout out my little brother. Um, he's three years younger than me, and uh, he's on the uh, autism spectrum. It's more so prevalent when it comes to, like, verbal communication. But, like, for the most part, like, what's nice to see is, like, he's always kind of, like, looking at stuff I do, and, like, I'll go by his computer. You know, he, he, he used to have these outlets in a way where he'd be, like, exporting products. Recently, it's been more so, like, um, the way I'd phrase it is, like... My little brother would go on a computer and open up like 40 tabs of like 40 different videos and then open up Ableton, but then like throw like six vocoders or something just to have kind of have like a, a sensory like noise thing going on. But like for the most part, what's interesting is um, something else Umar makes fun of me for. Hey, and I both have perfect pitch, or at least my friends have told me that I have perfect pitch and I'm pretty sure it's been like validated by numerous sources. Mm -hmm. My little brother, you can turn him around, play a random note or a random series of notes on the piano and then you'll just turn around and play them and it's like crazy the, the amount of of recall that he has the reason i say somewhat for me is because i haven't do you know when you see someone's face but you can't remember their name oh yeah like almost everyone <laughs> so when it comes to notes i always forget the names of the notes but i like know them uh -huh. and so sometimes when i tell people i don't know the names of the notes like i have to go like in my head like if i sing like it took me a second to say GFG in the beginning of this because I was thinking, CDFG. Now that all makes sense. G, F, G. <laughs> right. Like, like I, I have to, I have to use relative pitch. Like the difference is relative pitch is like knowing the distance between notes, and then perfect pitch is just kind of like a photographic recall of right. the pitches. And so like some people need to hear ooh to like start singing that scale. But like, um, yeah. So it's been weird. I've been trying to memorize more of the note names, but. Yeah. yeah. So shout out your <laughs> shout out your little brother. Yeah. Shout out Wesley. Yeah. 
So I think that's probably a good place to end off on uh, on part one. Before we go to part two, just really quick, when I was um, just doing a little research on you to formulate some questions, yeah. I just Googled you. Yeah. Are you aware that there's a, like a Chuck Sutton... Uh, auctioneering, auctioneering. <laughs> the, the thing I can't get chucksutton.com I can't they, they they buy the um you know the the Google AdSense mm-hmm. so for like newer people I can never be the top result <laughs> unless you like look up music yeah. Chuck Sutton auctioneer and land broker yep Chuck and the rest of the Sutton family help bring together buyers and sellers in the auction marketplace and they sell like real estate for farms that's and stuff. that's the Sutton way yeah you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you guys could collaborate. Yeah, that, oh my gosh. And your mom, like, she could yeah. design crop like, circle type designs. Like, limited he designs could only. Get the land. Right. Oh, and oh. Then, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he could procure the land, sell it to you at a, at a good price. Right. You bring your mom in, she, she makes a design, and then you get somebody to do the design on the plowed field, and then fly over it with a uh, a picture a camera and then take a picture and it album art kodak moment um i was gonna i thought you were just gonna say like she makes some really limited edition shirts and then they auction out them of off. the out of the the land because she <laughs> like like you're um, attached to this and land well, broker because it's what he does that's what the ch- he like that's what it says on the site he's yeah. like he specializes in like land uh transfers like oh, oh so it's land. all land like, stuff. I think. Because I thought it was like, like we do auctions and we broke lands and I'm all out of gum kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I I wish I had the site in front of me, but yeah, that was a good idea, dude. I don't know. Like, I'm you saw the picture with like the little sense. hammer too, like the little mallet yeah. on Google Images. No, no, I no. I was I was um I was trying to make uh. I recently started back up my like Discord. I gotta. I'm so bad at checking Discord. That's the only reason I haven't used it. But I was trying to make little emoticons for people to use. So I, I did recently Google myself just to get pictures yeah. from the internet, and just kept seeing land broker stuff all the time. And was like, yes, you yes. exist. I wonder if they. I wonder if they've been like, <laughs> who, who, who's this, who's this kid? Yeah. And then like a year later, who who's this kid? There's there's more photos of him. He's wearing these Hawaiian shirts now. Now he's not. Now the designs got cooler. Maybe he's dropping an album soon. Who's this kid? I'm telling you, there's the collaboration. There's there's something there. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know how else to end the part one. So let's just let's just go to part two. And Boom. We'll be, we'll be right back. <laughs> Dude, you are too much. Ooh. So welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two, which is obviously called Show and Tell. I asked the guests to bring in an item of significance, something that has affected them or something that they've been digging lately. They bring it to this little round table and tell us what it means to them, why they like it, why you might like it too. The floor is yours, Chuck. What would you like to bring? Yeah. What have you brought to the Show and Tell table? So I was originally just going to you know, talk about my mom's designs. You about a Pokemon card? <laughs> no. Oh, you just reminded me about some like really... Rare cards I have. Okay, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was saying, but because I was going to bring up the shoe thing because I didn't realize we we're going to talk about my mom so much. So mm-hmm. within the sentence, I changed my thing and okay. just went freestyle and just remember this photo in my wallet. It is an actual Polaroid that um, my girlfriend Katie took of me when I was like producing like in her dorm room 
and like also in my backpack i just have a bunch of like photos of like our close friend circle mm-hmm. in like polaroid format yeah i was just kind of in the zone it like the the yeah. picture it the picture Tell just me the like story behind the picture so just quickly it's a polaroid it's like a, a smaller pol- polaroid it's chuck with a nice pillow propped up to help the posture keep him comfortable yeah. he's got the headphones on and he's i assume making music yeah yeah so, okay um so for me um i'm kind of a like I'm a, I'm a bit of a sap where the more slice of life a moment is the more i appreciate it and, and attach to it so what you see is all i know there was there was no significance to this photo rather than mm-hmm. this was just a photo taken me of like the the one story i always tell is like my best friend sam he's like my brother i've known him for what well, i'm 20 i've known him for 13 years known his whole family same way like second set of parents kind of thing uh jamie and rob i remember one time it was their anniversary and we're all at dinner and jamie opens up this thing and gets a little necklace and it just like it just looked like any other necklace and she starts bawling and so we're all kind of like smiling because it was cute but we were like what they were uh, i forgot what um they travel so much there's less countries on their list that they haven't been to and like they've wow. been everywhere and i forgot where they were but they passed by a shop and jamie was kind of just like oh i like i like that necklace and like forgot about it and like rob low-key got her the necklace mm-hmm. and like waited till that moment mm-hmm. and like those things are like what set me off in terms of like emotion so it's like you know some people like the candles and the petals and everything. but it's like even when it comes to just like the most emotional things for me too aren't like purely romantic so like even though i'm saying my girlfriend like also one of my best friends and so this is just like a moment of just like me producing it i don't know what i was working on the computer i have no clue what i was thinking but like this moment like happened and like that's yeah yeah and that yeah i mean that and like that's that just reminds me of this like instance of time yeah and i feel like i'm sure even the most successful famous people like whenever they end up being on their last moments they're not thinking about the thousands of crowds they're probably thinking about like that one bug they saw that like 20 years back that mm-hmm. kind of had a weird color to it or something like that like it's always these tiny things are like i think that's also why like in moments of like emotional catharsis people will just like look out at the sunset or the trees like that's around you all the time when you're rushing to the train yeah to get to your like nine to five but like in those moments of like tranquility you look up and you're like well now i see the trees kind yeah. of <laughs> no no i know i know exactly so. what you mean my mom's really good about I, I think I speak for all of my siblings, all of us Kowalski kids, that uh, she really taught us to like appreciate nature and, and sunsets. So shout out my mom for that because I love the sunset now. Shout like out I Mama taking out, taking out the that chunk of time and being present. Not yeah, yeah. I mean being pre- being present and mindfulness is something I'm super into. Beaut- yeah, beautiful on stuff. its own, but like also just mm. from a, a nature perspective, sunsets are dope. Some people have no grasp with mindfulness. And it's yeah. and it's, I don't want to say uh, anything negative. I think it's just like um, it's unfortunate. I guess mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Where it's not like people can people can live a full happy life without being mindful at all. I don't yeah. know how they do it, but they do it. Um, I, I wouldn't want it that way. I can't even. Yeah, I don't even know what it would be like. I'd say like one one out of every three conversations I have is about how I can work on myself or how I feel about the world or just any like meta like self right. like. Let me get that word right. Self-referential. Um, yeah, we like that's just what I'm used to, and so like it kind of blows my mind whenever I start getting into that talk, and someone's like treating it like like a moment out of a thousand yeah. because this is what they normally just talk about. Like, well, 
you know, what's trending on Instagram, what, what they're mm-hmm. going to eat later, how much they ate, like... Surface level. Yeah, completely yeah. surface. Yeah. We're, 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 we're in the, the inner core right now. Yeah. We're um, in the I love... This is, I mean, this is, this is right where I live at. I love talking about this, this type... These types of things. Whenever um, somebody comes to me with, you know, saying that they're not feeling great, like they're a little depressed or anxious or whatever, mindfulness is the one thing that I tell them to do. Of course. Is, is like, I really enjoy cleaning. Yeah. Because I uh, I don't have to think about anything right. but cleaning. And cleaning is such a mundane task right. that I don't need to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a... It's just an inherent. Like, I need to learn to thing. enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just put on a podcast yeah. or put on some music, and you, and you just and it's productive. And, I, but and you don't I'm have to so think too in the moment because my head, right. my brain is focused on what my hands are doing, the the task yeah, that I'm. Yeah, because if you're not that, moving, that you're I'm not cleaning. cleaning, right? But because I'm my my brain is kind of being tricked into focusing on such a mundane thing right my other part of my brain just gets to let all of the thoughts float in good and bad totally and the filter is completely open so yeah. the bad thoughts just like can a float little in. bit of preoccupation in your exactly like, the anxieties can come in and they can dissipate yeah. so i always stress mindfulness yeah that's to, great to people especially because um, like people dealing with like depression anxiety have kind of uh what i've noticed is sometimes they train themselves against cliches where it's like if if we all want people to let them know that it'll be okay, but some people even go into like a worse state when they hear everything's gonna be okay because they're like, everyone says that, and that's not how I feel, mm-hmm. and you're just one of them. So it's like, yeah, totally going the more mindful route, and like when when hearing someone out in that scenario, making sure that they know that they're going through their own experience because I think the words are so commonly used. I mean, like depression, anxiety that. Um, someone could feel like they're not being heard because they're just being bundled into this general like WebMD idea mm, yeah. of like, you know, that's why we don't go to WebMD. We go to a doctor who specifically looks at our scenario and then gives it like the, the deeds. So it's like, yeah, letting, letting people know to just kind of like really be aware of things and like don't take any type of feeling for granted. Like sometimes, sometimes when I'm sad or angry, I immediately stop being sad or angry because I take a moment to think about how like I'm here for a finite time and not in a negative yeah. way oh, but just like reality. you know yeah. my mom tells me to do a chore and I'm about to like you know say something snappy and I'm just like everything I'm experiencing is like the wind on my arms or like mm-hmm. blinking right yeah so it's, like sometimes those things just like get me back into right. like yeah just chilling out yeah that's really really cool way to look at it so I, I said I wasn't going to share anything but since you brought a uh a Polaroid. I yeah. have two Ooh. hanging up. Which gang, I'm gang. Try, try to pull down from the bulletin board and just give a brief little mm. explanation. So these are uh, two Polaroids taken from college senior year, maybe maybe junior year. And this is just, it was Halloween, so I'm dressed up. Honestly, not as anybody specific. Just kind of as like a stoner hippie kind of thing. I was going to say SoundCloud rapper, so I think we're on the same page. <laughs> But as you can see, I wrote Rico underneath. That was that was that's that was who I was. That's like my alter ego. Because Rico, people know people will also know me because the the guy who I edit videos for, I'll pop on his videos from time to time as a character who goes by the name of Corey with a mm. K. Mm. And um, Corey would probably look like that. Yeah. Um, he's just super chill, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, fucking just got back from the skate park." Just like shredded some waves and uh, 
and then always like uh, gets lost, doesn't know where he is. Yeah. So so that's that's Rico, and then my friend, one of my best friends, Noah, is Cal. It's crazy that you brought in a Polaroid. I'm like pumped. And and what are you what are you holding in this uh, so photo? So I'm holding a koozie with a beer. And the and the the caption of that picture, if I were to give it one, is uh, the koozie was playing games with me because I'm looking at it like really like what what is going on? It's it, very it, very Evan Breen. For those of you style. who can't see it, which is everyone except the people in this room, it looks like one of those infomercials where something's kind of stopped working, but the person goes like, <laughs> "Oh my God, I have to get a new house. The cabinet doesn't." Uh. <laughs> who? The cabinet doesn't work. You have to get a whole new house. You know when they do that, it's like they'll, they'll be like tired of, and then oh, everything tired. falls out the cabinet immediately <laughs> within the two seconds. Yeah. So yeah. Introducing just, better door. It is very cliche. Just pictures like capture the moment, and you go back yeah. to that moment. But like I felt, it, 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 being present in the moment, like pictures. I'm gonna do. I have to. I feel like I have to do this in Rico's voice. Like being in the in the moment in the present. And like pictures capture the present. Do you look at the pictures and you go back to that like present moment? Yeah, because <laughs> that sounds so. It sounds no, no, so no, 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 that so I right. like have to do it in that voice. I, I think that's why we also judge people on social media who are like fake about it and are posting pictures for the sake. Because it's like the memory you're gonna have of that photo is you taking that photo for the sake of taking it, so that you could get a certain amount of likes to keep your ratios up. Yeah. Whereas like. You should be taking photos for the memories you're not going to remember down the line that you're going to want to remember. Because mm-hmm. it's like, all the kids from this influencer age are going to get like 70 and be like, let me reflect on life. It's going to be all the time. Dementia they to, everywhere. They to, <laughs> they're, they're, they're all going to like tilt. They're going to remember the time they had to like tilt their neck a little bit for that photo or how they had to like angle their body so that they like looked a certain type of way rather than like, I had this video of like, I was moving out of uh, the house I had been with my family for like the past 16 years and like the last day I was there the whole house is vacant and I looked out the window and I saw a baby bald eagle which I've never seen and like I couldn't get too close because I didn't want to fly away but it was really far away but I was able to like granily zoom in with the snapchat camera and like I don't think I would have been able to tell that story had I not taken that random video kind of thing where some people are just gonna remember being that by that same poolside that their friend's dad had because he works at this company and it looks really nice especially when you put this filter on it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah fuck those people I'm just <laughs> <laughs> fuck society man so we're gonna end it there if yeah, it's cool with you totally thank you so much for joining me peter kind of inspired an idea that i might might uh beta test on you let's do it tell me something that <laughs> i forgot about <laughs> tell me so so the working title is things they don't teach you in school it's not literally like they didn't teach me this in school but peter uh decided to tell the viewers how to get a good credit score do you have any life tips or anything oh. that you might have like picked up over time that you think is important that oh you know what i'm sure let me think um hmm yo this is a really good question so, I mean, I like cold water, but I'm not a big fan of ice. Because it's like, you're trying Same. to drink and it's Same in your here. face. Yeah, yeah. You put a couple, you just swirl your, you just shake your cup, and it actually accelerates it getting colder. And then you it just, it just the it ice just, after? No, no, I mean, you could, but, I, but it also dissolves the ice a bit. Because basically, it's like, if you think about it scientifically, heat wants to go to 
to cold. And right. so like if you're putting the ice in contact with more of the water rather than just having it sit on the surface and slowly find its way, you swirl it for like 10 seconds and it'll feel like it's been in the fridge immediately. So just put like... It's the magic I, I'm I keep hesitating because there's a silly weird joke that I abide by in my head and I've always been like, if anyone ever asks me to say something weird about myself, this is what I'll say and it's ice cube related. I always have to put an even amount of ice cubes in my cup. Now, if it's odd and someone else, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like force them. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, compulsive yeah. about it. And it's because this is where it's gonna get weird. I'm gonna feel so weird saying this. And I'm gonna look back on this and be like, why do I tell people this? Because I'm probably gonna keep nah, telling speak, people this. Speak freely. There's an episode of SpongeBob where um, he <laughs> gives the... Squidward okay. uh, a glass of, and and I think. There was like an odd number of seeds in the lemon. He got pissy about that. So in my mind, oh, if yeah. I put an odd number of ice cubes, Squidward's gonna get really pissed, and that's gonna freak oh. me out. Oh, so it's a it's not it's a selfless thing. You're thinking about Squidward. I'm I'm just worried what he's gonna do if he if he finds <laughs> out. Hell yeah. So <laughs> so Chuck, where can people find you? Where can they listen to your music? Yes. And anything else you want to tell the world? Um. You can always find my stuff on SoundCloud. I'm trying to move a little bit more towards, you know, like Spotify, Apple Music, because even with a free account, when you stream there, I get royalties. Yep. And because I'm not, you know, I'm, we talked, I'm doing this full time, so that would be amazing of you to check those things out. But of course, I have a little bit lar like larger of a discography on SoundCloud. My SoundCloud URL is Chuck underscore Sutton. That's S-U-T-T-O-N. Twitter is Chuck underscore Sutton, but with two ends at the end. You don't have to worry about that. Just like start typing in the, yeah. the normal handle. And then um, I believe it's the same for Instagram. It's So all three, it's Chuck underscore Sutton, basically. Cool. Um, and I should be having a website soon that I'm going to put on blast so that uh, when the album comes out, people can just like go to one place. Chuck underscore Sutton with two ends dot com. <laughs> <laughs> all, all those uh, links will be in the show notes at soundcloud.com slash Let's Show and Tell. Follow us on social media at Let's Show and Tell. Again, the show notes, soundcloud.com slash Let's Show and Tell. And uh, check out Chuck's music. Follow him on social media. As always, sharing is caring. Peace. Mm, bye. bye. Yeah. When we come back, can we like be laughing as if we were like coming down from a conference? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then start? Yeah. All right. Three? Is it supposed to be like a so, first so it's thing? Like, you know, so it's like uh, the 30 seconds of sidewalk right, play. Right, right. And then it's, yeah. But is the laughter supposed to sound forced? Kind of. Is that the joke? Like, like the gag? Yeah, let's okay. do it naturally, but yeah, it's like, okay. it's kind of like, okay. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good song. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> What? I don't know. I oh, don't, I, I thought after it'd be like, okay. ah, okay, so, and then you go back. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't know if there was a, if it was like a joke. Oh thing. no, I was saying like, you know, it was, but it was like, you know, be like, ah, okay, so yeah. And anyways, by just like as a little like okay. random thing. If all right, you don't let's want do it again, okay, yeah, okay, no, okay, all right. Yeah, I just okay, we're good. All right, let's all right. Do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a good track Thanks. from from Chucky Boy.